Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor Jamie Miller. How's everybody doing? Isn't it good to worship? Just good to worship the Lord, sing about the goodness of God. Psalm 23, pursuing us. Uh, We're continuing in this series, so open your Bibles up to Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. We're actually going to be looking at a whole bunch more verses than that, but we're going to start there. And uh, Paul says, You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. <clears throat> so I'm in the just my own thinking about this and I've had so many people commenting about how encouraged they are as we're just working our way through Galatians and maybe like a fresh reading that in ways that we haven't haven't seen it or thought about it before. And I think that the potential impact is so uh, is so huge. I, I think that we have not felt the impact that we should have felt for many hundreds of years from the letter to the Galatians. And, and uh, it's just, it's such a huge thing. The framework for this letter, you guys, is community. The framework is being the, the one people of God together in Christ. The Messiah's people together. Jew and Gentile, not separated by ethnicity. And I want to say this as clearly as I can and even throw it up there so you get it. The Gospel will not stand for ethnic division in the church. The Gospel will not stand for ethnic division in the church. And the implications for this for us are huge. It is what it means. I, I think that Galatians is absolutely just as relevant today as it was when Paul was writing. Because every... Every generation's got to figure this thing out again and work on it because we, we gravitate toward division. We gravitate toward homogeneity. We gravitate toward the comfort of everybody being like us. And the church was always intended by God to be this multi-ethnic people, this worldwide people of God in Christ together. And I mean, I know practically there's some you know, when you don't speak the same language, sometimes that's hard. I was with some pastors uh, we, uh, ten days ago having lunch, and and they were talking through this. This one church has a lot of different uh, uh, international people that speak different languages, and they get together every now and then do the headset things, and so they can hear each other, and they like being together, but they're but they don't speak the same language. So that, that's just part of the challenge. But when we do speak the same language, Lord help us. For the walls to come down and for us to move forward. I mean, I wonder what Paul would think walking around in Fort Worth in the year 2019. You know, would he, would he be bummed at how this message hasn't really been heard and hasn't been lived out in the church? And so it's, I'm saying that, that it's about community, and that's in contrast to how it's been so often just 
just about my personal salvation and going to heaven one day. And if that's what in, in Galatians isn't not that, it's it's just that's not what Paul's saying. You can make it that and just say justification by faith, all that means is we're out of here and going to heaven. Just Paul doesn't say that. The end of what Paul says is new creation. And the and the, and the, the, the force of what he's saying is that it matters right now how we live. It matters, I mean, just right smack right right now. And so even though the the church, especially since the Reformation, has been having the conversation about Galatians kind of in one way, what we're doing in this reading is it's opening our, our minds up to go, wait a minute, what was he saying? He doesn't talk about getting saved and going to heaven. Not once. He talks about getting along. This whole thing is about us being one people united together from every different kind of background that's represented here in this room and us being the people of God in community on the mission of God for the glory of God. And just all of this. Throughout this, this whole series, it's been layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. And he's, he's, it's not like we left those things. All that stuff, it matters. And so I'll just, you know, quick review here. The Gospel is that Jesus Christ was crucified and after three days of being in the tomb was raised by the power of God. And what that means for us is that those who put their faith in Him, like we get forgiveness. We get delivered from this present evil age and brought into the experience of the kingdom of God. Not just then, not just one day later, but right now. And so Jesus crucified, resurrected, it means that He is in fact the true King and Lord of the world. One people, not, not just of the Jewish people, but of every, this worldwide family that's together in Christ. And that's the gospel. Man, that is, and that's the point he's making is so now there's just one table. That's the practical application of the gospel. There's not two tables, not a two table system. The, the really in people and the less in people that wish they could be up there at the, at the, at the big table, the big people's table. Y'all do the kids' table and the. That's not what's happening. He's like, this is practical. You believe this, you're in this, and it means there's one table now. The focal point, the absolute dead center, is the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. It's not Jesus and my super big, huge swing the mallet at the state fair, super intergalactic faith that's changing and moving mountains. It's Jesus. It's Jesus Christ and His faithfulness. He's done it all. And that just sets us free to live and to do this thing, to experiment with this community, to live in a life-giving, wonderful relationship together. It means that we are part of one family with one story. We are all together in Christ. A part of Abraham's story. Heirs according to the promise. That's the point he's making here is that we're one people. One story. It just with, in light of everything that's happened, we hopped on a moving train. And it's not just, okay, we're saved and going to heaven one day. It's, it's, that whole story is our story. Creation, the fall, the promises about Jesus coming. Jesus coming. Us living in this time now where we're anticipating what's coming in new creation and being signpost people that point toward that. All of that's going on here. And that's what Paul's going toward in this whole... Uh, 
Sorry, I'm out of out of breath, out of shape. <laughs> Start trying to. I'm trying to preach. Um, and the trajectory is is new creation. The trajectory, this where this thing is going, is new creation, and that means that how we live together is deeply, deeply practical. It matters. It matters how we live this life out together, and it's it's not so much Paul's point. It's not so much moralizing. Things like do good stuff, don't do bad stuff, you know, and God's just sitting up there, just do the good stuff, don't do that. that misses, that really lessens our humanity because in our humanity, in God's image, we are designed to be image bearers. Male, female, every nationality, we are image bearers. And we are to experience and express and extend the reign of God, the life of God, the love of God, the kingdom of God. That's, that's who we are. And you ready for a big word? Two big words. Inaugurated eschatology. And inaugurated, what does inaugurate mean? Something new happening. A process has begun. There's a new thing that's being, being established. It's started. And it's, eschatology is the end. The way things are going to be inaugurated eschatology then is living in a way that points to what's coming. It started right now. Not just in the by and by. Remember, remember, it's the, 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 the age to come has pressed back into this age and we're living in the in-between time. We're anticipating what's coming. We want to live holy lives because that's what's coming. We want to live right relationship lives because that's what's coming. We want to forgive one another because that's what's coming. Like many of you, I was blown away on Thursday. Somebody sent me a, a link to Brant Jean's testimony at the, after the, the uh, verdict uh, of the trial for Amber Geiger. And I was just, I was sitting there, I was watching that thing, and I was like, heaven opened up in my office. I mean, I was just, I was blown away. I had chills listening to him. So anybody, if you haven't seen it, uh, go online. Look, Brant Jean, go online. I mean, I, there's probably hundreds of thousands of sermons being preached around the world as the times have changed about the forgiveness of God breaking in. It's like, it's like, the, it's like a piercing beam of kingdom light shining through this guy who's saying, I love you. I forgive you. You know, there's consequences. There's, a, there, there's judgment in that. And, and it's right. But he's like, I wish you didn't have to go to jail. I, as I'm like, what? Wow. This is, this is beautiful. This is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, and finished, like many of you too, with tears as they were hugging. You know, just that's what I'm saying is that's inaugurated eschatology. It's heaven. It's heaven breaking in. It's the way of Jesus breaking in. And it points to what's coming. And here's the main thing God's calling us to life and community together that's marked by love. And points to new creation. This, that's, that's what this is all about. It's, it's what we've said throughout this whole thing. This letter is about community. It's about the people of God getting along. It's about there not being two tables, but one table. And uh, that's the point. So we're going to, even as we read this ethical stuff that we're about to go through here, a lot of time, don't kick back into my personal salvation. And I'm going to heaven one day, and so do these things, don't do these. That will miss the point. The point is community. 
How does the community, this is community stuff. How does the community live together? What does it look like for the community to do this? What does it look like when we live like this? That's what these ethical uh, imperatives that he's giving here, it's about us being the community of God together. Does that make sense? Think community. Don't think personal, individual, isolated. That is so much our culture. That's the air we breathe. It's just about me. And so we've got to step out somehow and have this fresh reading of Galatians where it's about us. It's about the people of God from all these different backgrounds and things. So the first thing he says, what does it look like? It looks like serving one another in love. That passage we just read. Serve one another. So this is what you do. You're free. Live in freedom. What would you do if you're absolutely free? If you're absolutely free to just run in the fields and go with God? What would you do? Serve one another in love. You're free. So serve one another in love. In fact, that serving one another in love is it kind of sums up everything. Love your neighbor as yourself. This sums up the whole law. This is the whole thing. But then he gives another warning because he's concerned about the community. He says, if you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. And again, it's a, it's a, it's a warning. Like, hey, live this thing out in community. Avoid these things. Do these things because of the witness because of the life, because of the, the reality of what God's done for us together in Christ. It's, it's real. So let's keep going. What does it look like? Serving one another in love? Living by the Spirit. It looks like we live by the Spirit. So I say then, live by the Spirit. Verse 16. And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They're in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, what he's saying is that the acts of the sinful nature, they destroy community. They, they hurt. In fact, like there's 15 different things that are listed there. Eight of them are specifically community things. And then the other private ones, actually, our personal idolatries totally affect how we live together in community with other people. Like we can't do those things and it not impact and affect us together. So, but all that public stuff, it's a big deal, you know, uh, envy, dissensions, factions, selfish ambition, fits of rage, jealousy, discord, just not getting along, having that not get along spirit in us. And so all of that is just, it's a big deal. This is God's intention for the world that we would live this way. And and even when he says, you'll not inherit the kingdom of God, he's not suddenly shifting over to a personal salvation motif and saying, I'm threatening you with hell. What he's saying there is, these things aren't going to be a part of the kingdom of God. They're not, this isn't the kingdom of God, and you are heirs because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. Live into the reality of who you are. 
Does that make sense? So again, you got to. We're just keeping that. He's like, that's not the way. That, that's not reality. That's not the kingdom. And so, what is? This is how you live. Rather, the, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And again, another warning. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. So, this living in the Spirit, is it, is it passive or is it active? You know, I had a... And I, I don't know who it was, so I can't give credit to somebody for teaching me this, but somewhere along the line, that somebody was making an analogy that the fruit of the Spirit is... Uh, is, is kind of passive, like you know, your, your fruit on a branch and God just does this stuff in us. And that's true as we grow in God, but I, I think <laughs> there's an active piece of this that we're going to miss out. It's like virtue. It's like, uh, it's like you, you don't just wake up one day and learn how to play the piano. You have to practice it. You have to practice the piano in order to get good at it. And you have to practice the fruit of the Spirit in order their virtues. Love doesn't just happen. We, we practice that. We learn joy, peace. We work at those things. Work at joy? Really? Yes. I can go a long way cranky. And if I'm not working on that, it doesn't just start suddenly start, I turn into a joyful person. I'm thinking about it. I you guys know I this is I'm getting off track, but but I, I just I have time with God and I'll go in there to the bathroom and say, Are you happy yet? And look at myself in the mirror. You know, and Don, Don Finto taught me, he said, flick, flip the switch, flip the switch. Just, and I'll do that. And I mean, part of my deal though is I want, I want to make sure my soul is happy in God each morning. I have to work at that. And so, Lord, help us, help us love, joy. Peace, patience, those are, these things are virtues. Don't you know self-control is a virtue? Just, and I can't just let, just let it go and just do whatever. I'll gravitate toward my latest idol. Lord, help us. So, and, but against these things, there's no law, he says. So the, these agitators that have come in and are promoting some parts of the law, said, if you'll do this, there's no law that's going to stop this. And he does say, crucify the passions and the desires of the flesh. And when I was reading that, I thought, man, that's a lot like Romans 6, 6. You've got the fact, and then you've got the walking it out. So Romans 6, 6 says, for we know that our old self was crucified, past tense, with Christ on the cross. And so Romans 6, 11 says then, and now we reckon ourselves dead to sin. So there's a fact, and then there's the walking it out. In Galatians, it's the same kind of thing. In 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And now, crucify the flesh, the sinful nature and its desires and passions. Don't just, don't just let yourself go in those things, but crucify that stuff. Okay, Based on the reality of our co-crucifixion, our union with Christ in His death and in His life. Make sense? So, it's a big deal. Um, if it was automatic, Paul wouldn't have to describe it. It just automatically happened. Martin Luther said, the Christian life is a daily baptism. 
And I was like, mm, that's good. You know, like remembering that I died. It's a daily remembrance. I died and I'm alive with Christ now. So let's keep going. What's, what's this look like? Serve, serve one another in love. Live by the Spirit. Carry each other's burdens. Chapter 6, verse 1. Brothers, if someone is caught in sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one of us should test our own actions, his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else, for each one should carry his own load. Anyone who receives instruction in the Word must share all good things with his instructor. So it's like, it's like this. In the church, there's, we all have different... Okay, we're all different. There's the newsflash. Amen? We're all different. And because we've got different things that have happened in our past, we've got different capacities right now for helping other people. Some people really you know, fought through some hard stuff and came out the other side and are just can put some stuff on their back and help other people and come in under others. You know, and that there's grace to do that. Others can't carry as much and they, they maybe need help more, but they've gone through harder things and nobody knows and we're not judging each other on it. So, but we help each other. And we, we help carry each other uh, through all the different things that, that happen in our worlds. Sometimes the reason he says, you know, help each other is sometimes when we're in the middle of sin, we can't see clearly. It's, everything's foggy to us. And we need somebody to come alongside us and help us so that we can get out of the mess, get out of the stuff that we're in. Does that make sense? In the place of help, there is forgiveness. Like when we're helping somebody out of some stuff, there's forgiveness, but there's also judgment. Because where forgiveness is, there's also judgment. If, if Todd and I were having a spat and we were sideways with each other and, and uh, I suddenly, without working it through with him, and I suddenly come to him and say, hey man, just want you to know I forgive you. Now, how's he going to experience that? As, as judgment. Does that make sense? So if I, if I just unilaterally come and, say, and offer forgiveness, I'm also saying you need to be forgiven of something. So and that's what Jesus has done for us at the cross. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's judgment, but it's also forgiveness. In the courtroom the other day, it was, I love you. I forgive you. You're going to jail. And I wish you didn't have to go, but... There's judgment, but there's forgiveness, right? So that's what's going on there. Carrying each other's burdens. We navigate that together by testing our own motives. I loved what Brian shared in communions. Like, did I really say that? I mean, who hasn't done that? You know, and so instead of, you know, hey, Jeff, let me get that little speck off your cheek and I'm walking around with two big logs, you know, sticking out of my eyes, I test my own actions and realize, Man, in humility, by the grace of God, I'm here, but I'm not all that. And none of us are. We're just we need we need Jesus so much. That's that's church life. 
<laughs> that's life together. You know, just Lord, forgive us, help us, help us, help us, help us. So to please the Spirit is another way that it looks. And again, remember the corporate part of this. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. And the one who sows to please the Spirit from that from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. So, you know, together we're we're always sowing. And this is a this is a remember it's a community thing. We're sowing to 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 reap a harvest of life here, or we're sowing in a way that hinders and limits the testimony of Jesus Christ in our midst, but not only here, but as it goes out into the city. Same thing is happening with all the churches together. We're sowing in a way that's bringing life, or we're sowing in a way that's hindering the testimony and the witness of Jesus Christ and the kingdom. So all of those things are at play. How do we do this? Let's sow to things that bring life. Not just go to heaven when you die, eternal life, but eternal life that starts now. We live this thing out now. Not just in the by and by. The last piece there is do good to all people. This is what it looks like. We're people that do good. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of faith. Life in the kingdom is lived out in expressions of doing good to other people. So it's our thinking and it's our doing. It's our theology, thoughts about God, but it's also our ethics. It's the way we put things on the ground and act. It's, so so that's, that's going on there. And it all starts in the church. You know, I'm, I'm just wondering, I just feel like I've had so many people coming up to me and going, man, I have not, I've not thought about Galatians like this. I've just thought about it as I was going to heaven and it wasn't so much about the people and doing stuff right now. I mean, can you imagine what would happen if the church for hundreds of years, instead of just, it's a, it's just, we're out of here, instead actually applied this? Like there's not two tables, there's not ten tables, there's not a thousand tables, there's one table. One family, one gospel, one story, one people of God together that have Abraham as our father, Jew and Gentile, heirs together of this great, wonderful, awesome story. I mean, the implications of that then are really, really huge for right now. I mean, I'm just, Lord, show, show us what it looks like. And again, the, the table's a great, because that's the focal point. That he's, that's what started the, the whole deal. That's why he's writing the letter. He's, he's protecting the people from the division that comes through enforcing Jesus and something else at the center. So, what if we just said, man, let's invite somebody to, different to meals than we would normally invite to a meal? Pretty practical. I think there's part of me it's like this is it's it's practical and it's meaningful like right now I'm I'm uh, I've been asked to write a position paper on race and the glory of God with two of our other African American pastors in the movement uh from Norman and uh from Waco uh Vincent Carpenter and Clarence Hill and 
I, I had had three cups of coffee when I was talking to him on Thursday. I was a little ramped up, and I was so fired up about Galatians, you know, and, and because the, we'd already talked once, and the, we knew I was going to be using this stuff, but I was like, guys, this is incredible. It's just awesome. And, and I'd apologize for the coffee, but no, but it's awesome. It's like, wow, it's one gospel, one people, one story, one table, one family. This is a, yes, this is who we are, and God's calling us to live this thing out together. And it's a now thing. It's a now, it's a now word. I, I can't remember. It's been a year or two, and uh, I was preaching on the Sermon on the Mount here, and y'all were shouting me down. Is that loving your enemies or something? They're like, hey, Amen. You know, in a way, it's kind of like one of those messages where it's like, oh, this is overwhelming. Somebody came up to me, a visitor came up to me afterwards and said, yeah, but, you know, the Sermon on the Mount, you know, some of that, that stuff's not all, is that really pra- practical? Can we really do, do all that? And besides, that was kind of before the cross, you know, so now we're in grace. And don't you think, you know, that that doesn't apply as much? I was like, uh ah. I think I'm going to just go, go with the words of Jesus, you know, on it. But, but the deal is, it's like, who can do this? And if you're, if you're getting to the point where you're starting to feel that way, hallelujah. We can't do this. So, amen, preach it. We can't do this, but God can. This is impossible for us, but it's possible with God. So what seems totally like, I don't even know where to start, it's overwhelming. Have a meal with somebody. Break bread with somebody that's not like you. That's not from your ethnic background. The Gospel will not stand for ethnic divisions in the church. And that's why it's so important we get this thing that God's called us to be this multi-ethnic, epicenter, life-giving multiplying, reproducing, Christ-manifesting, Father's love-receiving, Holy Spirit-empowered church. I want to be that. I want to be that with you. My brothers, my sisters, family. I want to be that with the other churches in the city of Fort Worth. You know, Brant Jean, uh, again, I just, that, what a moment. I, I really do think there's anybody that has internet access around the world that saw that and is standing up to preach in all the different Christian churches around the world as the sun you know, keeps coming around the world. You know, or, or I, I understand how it works. <laughs> like, man, I don't know if I can trust what he's saying. <laughs> he thinks the sun moves around the world. <laughs> but I just think, that was such a, I don't know that I've seen a more poignant, just, oh, I was, I was a mess by the end of it, you know, I mean, him, them hugging and stuff and, and just, it's, the, flash that picture up there. I think Brant Jean, we've been showing this picture and he doesn't, he, he doesn't know this particular picture, but that's what he was doing. He was looking through, he was looking through life through the lens of the crucified, resurrected, Therefore, the King and the Lord of the world, Jesus Christ. He's looking through the Jesus lens at this woman. He's looking through the Jesus lens at forgiveness and at love and at wanting the best for others. And you guys, I mean, we are, uh, we're so in process. 
But God's given us a trajectory to, to, to run in and to take the blinders off and to maybe even not just reread Galatians, but reread the New Testament in the light of this is the first letter and he's trying to do a, do a death blow on ethnicities being a part. And, and I, I've said it before, I'm going to say it uh, just one more time here, is what they were working through with the Jews with 1,400 years of division, ethnically ethnic division, is a, it's, it's, it's as big as anything we're facing right now. And so there's hope. There's hope in God. There is hope for us. There's hope for us being this light shining people that receive God's love and give it to every single person that's starting here in the family of believers, but then in the world around us. The world is waiting, just waiting to see this kind of love. Amen. Y'all stand up. Amen. So uh, ministry team, come on up. Worship team, come on up. And I, I, this is one of those messages, I suppose a lot of them are, but I mean, this, is, this affects everybody. Nobody, nobody gets a pass in the most, I'm saying it in the most gracious, loving way. Uh, you, you don't want to pass. I don't want to pass on this. I, I want to I be in on this. I want my life to be changed. And so that means repentance. You know, in just the best sense of repentance, like aligning our thinking and hearts with God with God's heart for us as His people. And so, in our world right now, I mean, it's just the depression's rampant. Isolation, rampant. People feeling alone and, and, and wanting communion, uh, community, communion and, and community. And part of God's heart for us is us catching a vision and changing our thinking and our hearts so that we actually live this out right here and in all the places that we're going to be flung out to in the nations from here. But it starts right with our hearts and our, the way we're processing and looking at life. So, uh, Father, would You just meet us today in the name of Jesus? Lord, give us grace. Just I, I pray for the front, just that people to get prayer in the front, but also just pray for each other too where You're at in the name of Jesus. Lord, align us. Amen. You know, we're just returning to the Lord. Be bold, you guys. We do this at the end of every every service. Y'all know this, and if you've been around a bit, but I want to encourage you too. Just if you have any other kind of prayer need right now, get prayer. God answers prayer in times just like this right now. If you're going through something, get some prayer. God wants to meet you. Amen.